ticket. Talk about, it's the new family devotional resource from Awana. It helps you lead your kids through the gospel, prayer, worry, forgiveness, and more with the truth of God's word. In today's culture, peers and influencers are competing for your child's attention. Ain't that the truth? Talk About helps you replace that influence with the gospel through daily faith conversations at home, in the car, or wherever you spend time with your kids. Talk About is delivered digitally to your inbox each week and includes a simple yet thorough conversation guide to share scriptures with your family, weekly hands-on activities to apply God's Word to everyday life with your kids all week long, bonus materials including coloring pages, memory verses, parent prep videos, playlists, and more. Help your kids belong to, believe in, and become lifelong resilient disciples of Christ today with Talk About. Try one free month with promo code WEST on talkaboutdiscipleship.com. Again, that's promo code WEST at talkaboutdiscipleship.com. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. Today is a special occasion. What's the special occasion, you might ask? Well, today I'm celebrating the release of my brand new book, The God Who Stays, a labor of love, two years in the making, at least, I've been talking about it here and there. I told you, I got a book coming. It's got real words in it. I worked real hard on it. And you guys didn't believe me. You said, no, you don't. You don't have a book. We, don't, we won't believe it until we see it. I don't know if you were saying that, but, you know, maybe, maybe one of you was. <laughs> well, I'm here to prove the doubter wrong, singular, if you're out there. The book is released. It's out. It's hot off the presses. And I am so excited to share uh, these chapters, these stories And this message with you, the message that he is the God who stays. And uh, the subtitle is so true that life looks different with him by your side. When you know that he is with you through every single thing that you face, that's a game changer. It changes everything. It changes the way that you view the world. It changes the way you view bad news. It changes the way that you view the obstacles that you face. And it changes the way you view your relationships with other people. We're going to get into all that, though, in the coming weeks as I take you a little bit deeper into the heart behind the book. I'm sharing some of my favorite stories that I've uh, accumulated throughout the years. You know, that's the job of a songwriter and an author and storyteller and now a podcast host is I got to have my antennas up. I got to be listening. I got to be paying attention and uh, just living life. You get to experience some really powerful stories. I'm going to share a few of those today in a special type of episode uh, with my friend. But uh, before I introduce what today's episode is going to be about, I want to make sure that you know where you can get the new book, thegodwhostays.com. Go to thegodwhostays.com. And uh, you can order the book through that website at any retailer that you prefer. But here's the cool thing that I want to make sure you know. When you get the book, it's not just you and a book, okay? Enjoy that part of the process. But I want you to come back to thegodwhostays.com, and you're going to get access to um, a Bible study. Uh, You're going to get a chapter-by-chapter video tour guide where I kind of unpack uh, the heart behind the book as well. So really want you to take advantage of these really cool bonuses, okay? And that's just a thank you from me to you for picking up a copy of the book. I've heard from a lot of people that are buying books for friends, and uh, it just means so much to me. So really just hear me say from the bottom of my heart, to share a song with you, to share a book with you, 
to share this podcast time with you. Uh, it is something I do not take lightly. I am so honored and I'm humbled if you allow me to step into your story in any way with my stories. And so with this book, that's my prayer, is that um, as you allow me to step into your story with my story, The God Who Stays, I just pray that it brings you closer to Jesus. Because can I tell you something? This book did that for me. This is the book I needed. Somebody asked me, would you submit a quote for a press release for the book? And, and that's what I wrote. I said, I wound up writing the book that I needed. I needed the reminder of all the ways that God stays faithful in my life. And I'm just telling you, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That promise of God is that he will be found. And these last couple of years during the pandemic, I was writing this book and I was seeking him with all my heart and I found him. And uh, I believe what he shared with me made its way onto the pages of this book, and I hope it touches your heart as much as it has touched mine. So uh, today, we're going to do a special episode. Last night, I did a, a live signing, which is a weird thing, but you sit in front of a camera, you talk about the new book with a friend, and you sign books, and then people ordered it, and they got a signed copy of the book. Good stuff. But the conversation was so rich with my good friend uh, that I wanted that to be today's episode. So uh, we're going to go to the story house. You're going to get to listen in on a special conversation with my good friend. Let's go to the story house with, well... First of all, let me tell you, she's an amazing author. She has a podcast, the That Sounds Fun podcast. My podcast is on her network, the That Sounds Fun network. She's got a new devotional out called Chase the Fun. She's amazing, so I just want to make sure I give her a plug. Okay, let's go to the story house. We're celebrating the new book. She's going to help me celebrate with Annie F. Downs. Hi, friends. We are so excited to be here. Welcome to the launch party, technically, for the God Who Stays. Matthew West, congratulations. Thank you. It's a party it with two a people. Party. It's a two-person party. It's a two-person party. Well, We're having a great time. And, and everybody, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Annie F. Downs. I get to be here with Matthew today as we celebrate and as you sign books. Will you please go ahead and start yes. signing? That I'm, is what we're getting to do I'm here. I'm super excited about this. How do you pick what, what page to sign on? This is a question people ask me all the time. Okay, well, I always just thought you picked the inside cover. But... That's a music person problem, right? Okay, so where should I sign? You should actually sign on the title page. Come on, come yes. on. Yes, all I'm... the musicians, because when they pull CD covers out, y'all just sign right there. So this is where I should sign? Yes, right by your name. We are... A minute and 30 seconds into this, and I've just learned my thing for the day. You're supposed to learn something new every day, right? Is that true? You're supposed to learn a thing every day? Is that like a life rule? I don't know. Maybe I just made that up, but I learned a thing today. Our goal Thanks tonight to is that we all <laughs> learn one thing. We're on this page. In the big open spot they left. Okay, so here's where I'm going to be signing yes. these books. And I am so excited to celebrate the book release yes. with you. I asked you to do this with me because you're one of my favorite people to talk to. And I just had so much fun as a guest on your podcast. Yes. And a lot of people might not know, but we get to connect in lots of different ways because yeah. my podcast, the geniusly titled Matthew West Podcast, <laughs> the Matthew West Podcast is part of your yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's on the That Sound Fun Network. Exactly. Yeah, so which is awesome. getting to be on your podcast to talk about the book the other day was such a joy. Oh my gosh, people are losing their minds about that episode. But they're losing their minds about the episode because of what's in this book. We're going to talk about I, it tonight. I'm so excited about this book. And you get to keep I'm signing. so nervous too. I couldn't sleep last night. What? I couldn't this is sleep. your seventh book. Why couldn't you sleep last night? Well, I thought at first it was because of my daughter, uh, 
who has a new boy that she likes. <laughs> and I was, was like, that's stressing me out. He wasn't in my house at the time, but he was earlier. Right. And so I was like, working maybe through that's it. got me. And then yeah. I realized, I'm like, no, my book's coming out. It's like Christmas Eve, isn't it? It is like Christmas I Eve. I know. You can sign wherever you want. Well, how many I'm books just... have you written? Um, a few like you. I mean, you're this is number seven for you, lucky number seven. Well, By the way, if y'all want one of these that Matthew is signing, you go to premiercollectibles.com slash stays. There's a link you can click right here. But I one of the reasons why I also wanted you to be here is yes. because you talk about the importance of celebration. That is and what, yes. your book that's uh your book that sounds fun. Yes. I mean, you know how to celebrate and chase like the fun, like, hey, let's embrace the good and fun things yes. in life. So I don't do that very well. Yeah. And I wrote about it in the book. And so sometimes I'll like, I'll put out a book or a record and I'm, maybe I'm just too nervous to even yeah. really soak it up. Yeah. But like, this was a labor of love and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. Yeah. So I want to celebrate it and you're going to help me learn how That's to it. celebrate. We're going to do it. How <laughs> have you and Emily talked about celebrating it? Like, do, when you do something like this, do you say to your wife, Hey, we got to celebrate this. And she goes, yes. let's go to our favorite restaurant. Let's go down the beach for the weekend. Does she have ideas? She's very celebratory as a person. Well, her first idea was for me to vacuum. So <laughs> I, no, My I, girl. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. She's like, congratulations. Could you go ahead and Could sweep the, the patio? <laughs> no, I, that's a good, we, I just feel like we have kiddos and they're running us around like crazy yes. that I think. Sometimes I'll we'll just put the celebration kind of on the back burner. Yeah. But we she celebrates me on Instagram. Like sometimes I'll read yes. these things she posts about me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like she <laughs> likes me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you so say, maybe we'll go to dinner. Somewhere. Yeah, that's right. You say in the book, in your whole chapter on celebration, on the guy who stays at the party, that your nickname in college. Was Marty the one man party? That was a nickname I had. Marty the one man party. Yes, and I, there was. Where did you go to college for starters? Well, I went to the Harvard of Central Illinois. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was called Milliken University. Milliken. Yeah, it was not the Harvard of Central Illinois, but it had a it good. Could be. It was in Decatur, Illinois. Okay. And uh, why'd you pick that school? Because they let me in. Uh-huh. I didn't know if it was like close <laughs> as to As he home holds a book or, that he yeah, wrote. That he wrote. All the letters. <laughs> you knew him. This book has words. And words <laughs> are hard. Um, no, I picked it because I got offered a scholarship for music. And they had a great music conservatory. Oh, wow. And um, But I also loved writing, like even while I was in college. Yeah. Like, high school was when I had an English teacher that said, you, you have a real gift for words. Yeah. And then I kind of, with the songwriting and now the books, it's like, this sort of full circle coming together yeah. of the different things that I've been passionate about for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I went to this school and it was a small university and I really wasn't a one man party, but like one of my buddies called me that. So, and then you were, and this whole book is really about how I came, how Marty, the one man party came to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, so I, I mean, I, I talk about in the book, every chapter is, is a chapter by chapter reminder of how God stays, yeah. um, how he stays faithful, how he stays loving, how he stays patient with us, yeah. praise God, how he stays forgiving, right? Mm -hmm. But then it also talks about different parts of the characteristics and what I've learned about God. And one of the chapters, one of my favorite chapters is fitting for tonight. Yeah. We're celebrating the release of the book. And it's called The God Who Stays for the Party. Yeah. And I kind of dive into my difficulty. It talks about how somewhere along the line, Marty, the one-man party, became a little bit of a stick in the mud. 
Yeah. Um, an Eeyore Christian, if you will. And it talks about wow. why don't Christians, why don't we celebrate? Why don't we have, you know, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Yeah. Right? But like a lot of times as a follower of Christ, am I really displaying that joy? Yeah. Like Marty, the one man yeah. party. Right? So yeah. I talked about um, how you broke me. <laughs> Not um, directly. Indirectly yes, via podcast. I was podcast. listening to your podcast. Yeah. And um, where can people find that, by the way? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, wherever you love to listen to the Matthew West Show. Just look up That Sounds Fun. And, and it is there as well. You would do, I think you took a summer off. Or you take yeah, a, yeah. But we you would do an Enneagram days. summer. Yep. And so I was learning for the first time a little bit more about how I'm wired yeah. as a result of your yeah. podcast. And one of the things that I really felt called to, the Lord worked on my life during the pandemic. And this book was really written during the two years of the pandemic. And I would take these long walks when we were on lockdown and I would listen to your podcast. Yeah. And you were interviewing all these different personality types. And I was learning, wait, which one am I? Yeah. Who am I? What? Yeah. And it's like, imagine, I, I'm a little embarrassed to say that you know, here I am, like, I'm 25 years old. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> here I am, mid-20s. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just kind of diving into, like, what my wiring is and why yeah. I am the way I am and the unhealthy side of it and the healthy side. Yeah, right? yeah. And so one of the things that I wrote about um, during the pandemic as I was listening to your podcast, this is what I wrote in the book. It, I felt a little bit like an Eeyore Christian as a number three. Yeah. Like I came up with this idea of like if Eeyore had an any like a winning yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a poogram. You know? <laughs> but uh, but talking about being a three and like like where is my joy and why do I like not celebrate the good things that are happening? But I just quickly look to the next mountain to yeah. climb. I don't stay for the confetti to fall. Yeah, is one of the things yes. that I heard on your podcast. Oh my gosh. So tonight is me forcing myself yes. to let the confetti fall. Yes. But one of the things that I wrote that really set the tone for the whole book was I really felt God pushing me during this season when I had time to grow as a man of faith. Up until then, I had been doing a lot of work during the pandemic, mm -hmm. right? We talked about that. We both work really hard yeah. during the pandemic to keep myself from being discouraged. I wrote 15 songs. Yeah. I started a podcast. Yes. I started selling steak knives, you know, yeah. whatever. But like all these different things, right. right? And this is what I felt like God put on my heart as I was listening to the podcast. It felt like he was saying to me, don't let this season pass without allowing me to work on you. Right. In other words, it felt like God was saying, I'm proud of you. You're yeah. working hard, yeah. my child, but let me work on you. Mm -hmm. And so this book was a process of me letting God work on me, kind of taking me back to the basics of my faith. And part of that was learning how to celebrate and know that yeah. he rejoices over me yes. with singing, Zephaniah yes. 317. Yes. Right? My experience of reading this book was how deep you took it. I think a lot of people think, oh, if a musician writes a book, I mean, this is what we see across a lot of industries. If a musician writes a book that has a song title to it, this is going to be really shallow. Right. And this is like not shallow. This is like a Thank really you. deep book. Yes. I take that as a compliment. It and is a there's compliment. There's not a single picture in it either. No. <laughs> it's not there's a, a cool one on the back <laughs> on your blue chair. No, you, you are kind of blue stealing on your blue chair, by the well, way. Well, I wanted to be like, you here. Keep can keep I talking. just tell you? Yes, you like, can. Okay, tell me whatever you want. Do you know my song, Truth Be Told? Yep. So you can't write a song like that and then. These are all signed for you guys. Nice. Okay. But like writing a song like that kind of made me start to realize like a lot of times as a songwriter, I wonder if you feel this way as an author or a yeah. podcast host, but I feel like, okay, now like, can I live what I just wrote? <gasps> yes. And so for me, singing that song, Truth Be Told, and then yeah. stepping into a season like 
when the world shut down and yeah. we had this pandemic and like that song says, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine, but I'm not, but yeah, I'm broken. <laughs> I'm and not. I really wanted to be in this place when I was writing this book of going like, I need to be as honest about my story yeah. as I can, yeah. especially as I'm encouraging anybody out there who listens to my music to right. say, like, you've got to be honest with your story. And a line in that song says, can I really stand here unashamed knowing that your love for me won't change? God, if that's really true, then let the truth be told. In other words, the God who sees all, knows yeah. all, still loves all, mm-hmm. doesn't change his mind about us. Yeah. And so I really felt like, well, how can I encourage people to be authentic by leading the way? in that authenticity and hopefully going deep, yeah. you know, and telling my yeah. story a little bit. More. You really did. I love that about this. So it's celebration night like this. I'm very embarrassed that I didn't bring a confetti popper. I always have it with me and it's not in my <laughs> trunk. I can't imagine why. I cannot imagine well, why. Well, that means that you're celebrating often and you didn't yes, have any more. I know. So I, I can't love imagine. That. I'm so <laughs> sorry. One of the most fun things about tonight is, well, there's a couple of things. You have your guitar, so at some point you're going to sing to us. Yeah, I will, yeah. I was thinking like towards the end I could – or whenever. You just spontaneously say, now, get your guitar and right. I'll do it. I'm so lucky. This is what everyone who's a Matthew West fan like me thinks is, could I just ask him to sing right now and he'll do it. <laughs> I will. I get On to command. Do it. On command um, for you. So we're going to hear from you singing. Also, we have a bunch of questions oh, I from love people, and I don't want us to run out of time. So can we start knocking out some of our Absolutely. questions from friends? yeah. Let's do it. Um, because this is a great one to start. Kobe in Indiana. Yo, Kobe. Kobe. Um, what inspired you to write this book now? I think that is, to me, the key part of that is why is this the now book? Well, the now book was because of March 12, 2020. Yeah. And it became chapter one of the book. Right. And that was the day that for me, really, I felt like the world, it wasn't that I felt like it was yeah. the world was shutting down. Yeah. And uh, we were in Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I, tell I, the, tell the taxi story. driver story. Yeah. So we we're or in Trenton, either. New Jersey, and we were on tour with Casting Crowns, and they called us together to tell us a few hours before the show. The show's canceled. The city's going on lockdown. Not only is the concert canceled, but your whole tour. They canceled the whole tour. And we all were thrown into a panic. Right. And so I went online, and they were talking about how the airport might even be closed down. So I booked a flight. And hurried up and threw some stuff in a bag. Realized that I booked a flight from an airport an hour away. Quick question. Why didn't y'all just bus home? The bus was there. But the bus from New Jersey to Nashville was going to take like hours day. and hours. Yeah. And I was freaking out. Okay, got so it. So I wanted to get home that night. Got it. Got it. It was just panic. It yes. really was a panic. Yes. So I booked this flight from the Philadelphia airport. Get an Uber. It's going to drive me an hour to get there. So I'm already thinking this is going to be expensive. That's how much I was panicking. <laughs> driver, yeah. yeah. And who likes to be in an Uber for 15 oh minutes, let alone an hour? <laughs> Anyways, for the first several minutes on the car ride, I was kind of having a panic attack in the back seat. Wow. And in the book, I talk a little bit about my first brushes with panic attacks. Yeah. One of them happened during, I was getting an MRI at the doctor's office. You ever oh, had one of those? Yes. I just had one for my knee when they put you in. Oh man. I couldn't Ooh. breathe. Why can't we make that one inch bigger? Yeah. <laughs> Who designed that? We're going to get it as close to each person exactly. as possible. Well, I've just been having Ugh. like all this stress on me and starting to feel like how it feels to just be like, I can't breathe. Like, yeah. am I having, a, is this a panic attack, right? Yeah. And I started to have one of those in the back seat of this Uber. Wow. And all of a sudden I hear a song on the radio. Um, <laughs> shocker. It was this song, The God Who Stays. The Uber driver had a Christian radio station on and I hear my song being sung back to me. And then I noticed the Uber driver 
and hit a grin on his face as if he had no idea that the world was falling apart outside right, that Uber. Right. And he was singing every word of my song. And he was from a third world country, so it sounded like broken English. Yeah. He, but he's singing with me on the radio. I'm in the backseat. He has no idea. <laughs> and so it was just this beautiful moment. And I'm like, what should I do? All right. So I'm like, well, I'm going to start singing with him. And then maybe he'll recognize. Like, this will similar. be funny. Yeah. I'll like sing and he'll hear yeah. me. And yeah. So we start singing a duet and I'm in the backseat going, you're the God who stayed. And he's singing it with me and we're smiling back and forth. We get to the end of the song and I'm thinking he's going to say like, it's you. Hey. Yeah. Like I heard your voice. Wow. And instead he didn't say anything. And I leaned forward. I was like, hey man, how did I sound? And he goes, uh, oh, not so good. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, and he's driving along and he's like, yeah, but it's not your fault. And I was like, why? He said, because you're not professional like him on the radio. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then he, he says, uh, he's like, but it's okay. You keep trying. Like oh, he was encouraging gosh. me. Like he thought he hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. Still had no idea I was the real singer yes, in the backseat. Yes, yes. But the craziest thing, I never told him, by the way. And to this minute, you've no, never told never him. Told We've him. got to pull up your Uber got app find Arthur and Uber go Uber. back <laughs> and find him and be like, you inspired a book. My exactly, guy. because for the rest of the drive to the airport, I talked to him about his story, and I asked him why that song meant so much to him, and he told me about all the hard things he'd been through in wow. his life and how that song reminded him that God has been with him every yeah. step of the way. And I thought, well, if he's been with Arthur, it's yes. just this powerful reminder where God used my own song yes. to speak straight to the heart of the yes. singer to say, like, hey, listen to this. Like, I'm going to be with you. You have no idea what's about to happen in these yeah. next couple of years. Yeah. You're going to be separated from a lot of things that you've come to know and love. Yes. But you're never going to have to be separated from me. Yeah, so right. in the weeks that followed as everything shut down, I went to my studio and I started writing about Arthur, the Uber driver. Yeah. And that became this book. And I feel it's a book for right now because we've come out. This is not a pandemic book. No. This is a right now book. This yes, is a right. book for anybody who feels lonely, anybody who feels disqualified from God's loving mm. kindness and presence, anybody who's feeling anxious yeah. and wondering, like, am I the only one who feels this yeah. way? Anybody who feels messed up, yeah. anybody who has a hard time celebrating good things in yeah. life, it's just that reminder that he will never leave you. Yeah. He will never forsake you. And all the ways that life radically changes when you walk through your life with that knowledge that he's with you. Yes. Like it's a game changer. It's yeah. a life changer. So that's the why of this that's book. It. Yeah. And that's Thanks a now Arthur, moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about our friends that are watching us live or hearing this later. I mean, this is the book that the autograph copy, this is what yeah. you get and you put in stockings at Christmas. So you just go like, hey, we don't have any idea what's Look coming you. next year. Are we on QVC right, right now? <laughs> you just sold that. slash stays. It fits perfectly well, in a true. stocking. It's true because I think what, a thing that I do wrong, Matthew, is every year I get to the end of the year and I go, next year is going to be better. And there are these moments of next year that are better, but there's also heartbreaking moments that we don't know are coming in 23. And so if we keep pretending like is if I get through this, I'll be fine. Well, he's still the God who stays next year and the next year and the next year. So we need to set people up with things that help them win next year. hundred percent. I needed a chapter by chapter reminder because yeah. I know the lies the enemy tries to play on my mind. Yes. That's the thing. He's so good at it. He has it's the same so lies for all of us, but he's really good at it. But you're exactly right. It's the unknown that lies ahead of us. In fact, we were just talking before we went on the air. I was telling, I was like, and I wonder what the illness is going to be this fall. Yeah. Well, that's a terrible thing I, to I say. know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Who yes, thinks like that? Yes, I yes, do, yes, right? Yes. But the unknown, and I'll tell you, like one of, I mean, some of the stories, you have to live your life with your eyes open. I feel like as yeah. a writer, it's our jobs to have our antennas up yeah. and to see the beauty in the everyday stories yes. in the good, the bad, and the broken. Right. But the stories, like this book is chock full of stories. And some of them don't have a happy ending yet. Some of them are Julie, whose husband is a fellow cheerleader dad like me. And everybody got COVID and everybody recovered in his family except for him, yeah. J.O., and he kept getting worse and worse in the hospital. And we gathered together to have like a prayer vigil for him. Yeah. And the mom called and said, would you guys, would you lead it? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. A couple hours later, we had like 300 people gathered in this church. I brought my guitar. We were leading worship. We're just singing, crying out to God. And the pastor asked the wife, what should we be praying for? You know mm -hmm. his situation. Tell us what to pray for before we do. She starts bawling and she said, I've done everything I can do. The doctors have done everything they can do. And she threw her hands up and she said, honestly, it's miracle time. Wow. It's miracle time. And so we started praying for a miracle. And I was humbled because in that moment, my like, I don't know if I'm just pragmatic or whatever it is. Yeah. My thought was to pray for comfort. Yeah. Not for healing. Yeah. And you know what? But I was emboldened in that moment to say, God, you're able to do this. Yes. Well, J.O. found his healing in the form of going to heaven. Yeah. We didn't see the miracle right. the way we wanted to see right. it. I felt like that was important to put in the book to talk about like, are you grieving? Yeah. Well, the Lord is close to the broken heart yes. and he saves those who are crushed in yes. spirit. There's not a single unknown that lies ahead of us that is unknown to God. Yes. Not a single unknown ahead of us that's going to catch him off guard mm -hmm. or derail us from the pathway that includes his presence. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's so right. those kinds of stories I feel like are important for us to all read to know, okay, yes. that's me. And yeah. I'm thankful that he's with me. Yeah, you know? that's right. And and where the, I love the idea of part of being God, being the God who stays is wherever I am, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> like he's going to stay near to me too. That is such a gift. And I love how you write about that in here. Guys, I've heard from more and more people and more and more businesses who've talked about how difficult it is to try to find the right candidates for the right position. And uh, so many businesses have needs. Maybe yours is one of them. What's better than finding a quality candidate? Finding them instantly. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. When you can do it all, with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I'm running a business myself, and it may be a small business, but every position that I'm hiring for, it's so essential that I find the right match. And that's why I love Indeed's Instant Match. All right. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash West to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash West. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
All right, my friends, I want to tell you about one of the partners we have at the Matthew S. Podcast, and that partner is Crew. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed my life. My life is what it is because of what I've learned reading my Bible. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get one, that you couldn't hop on Amazon and have a Bible sent to your house, or maybe you couldn't even afford one. Now take it one step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one. Honestly, sometimes we forget that there are people, lots of people, all around the world who simply can't get a Bible. And that's why we are thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations. They've got over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country around the world. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus to the masses. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21 as a thank you, Crew is going to provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. So you're going to get to feed people spiritually and physically by partnering with Crew. Simply text WEST to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text WEST to 71326. That's W-E-S-T to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash Matthew West. ask you another question oh this is a good one from tommy in kansas tommy in kansas kansas we love you i love this question biggest pinch me moment of your career it might have happened two weeks ago what i was I at the ryman auditorium oh you yeah, were there when you headlined the is that ryman. what you mean like pinch yes, me moment yes. like what is my life yes okay so i've had so many of them but i got to do my first ever concert at the ryman auditorium and it was like this surreal experience yeah. of just a, a historic night at a historic venue. Yes. That was a pinch me moment. Yes, I bet. Uh, one time I was, when I was a kid, I was a huge uh, pro wrestling fan. Really? Yeah. And I got to meet, well, I didn't get to meet him, but I got to touch his back. Um, Hacksaw <laughs> you, Jim you Duggan. Touched, he reached out and touched his clothes. Yes, yes. I was waiting in the Hacksaw tunnel. Jim Duggan. Yeah, he was the guy that carried a two by four. He was kind yes. of, he was maybe like if the A-level was Hulk Hogan and yeah. Randy Macho Man Savage. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was me. But I know exactly who you're talking about. But I got to, like, when he walked by, I slapped him on the back, and he turned around, and he smiled at me. Is he still alive? Is he still with us? A lot of those guys have have gone too soon from Yeah, well, also it was like the 80s, and they were adults who were doing so. (laughs) They were beating each other's heads. Right, right, right. But I I got to see Michael Jordan play as a kid. That's like a pinch me moment. Yes. I've had a lot of cool things. Okay. When you saw Michael Jordan play. Yes. Did you see him in Chicago? I grew up in Chicago. Okay. And so, in fact, I talk about it in the book. Uh Um, In fact, there's a chapter that's like, I got Air Jordans, but still no air. Yes. Yes. (laughs) As a kid growing up in Chicago, you thought. Oh, well, if I get the shoes, yeah. the shorts, yep. the jersey, like I'm going to be able to dunk. Yep. Not true. 
And so good to know. Course, Thank yeah. you. So, but I got to my dad would take me to the old Chicago Stadium. Yeah. And I can say I got to see Michael Jordan play yeah. in his prime. Yeah. And that was crazy. Yeah. Now going to see a hockey game in Chicago was a different story. Because as a child, you would be scarred for life because the fans would just shout, more blood, more blood. Like Blackhawks, is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They were brutal. Yeah. And I mean, in fact, all Chicago sports could be a little bit. I took my dad to see a Bears game on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. I never saw so many drunk Santa Claus in my life. <laughs> but at one point, there was a drunk Santa Claus who was getting escorted out of the stadium by no. the police. And people were throwing beer while the Santa Claus was making an obscene gesture sure. with his hand that Santa Claus shouldn't be making. And it wasn't, that one wasn't the real Santa. <laughs> I never saw that Christmas the, the same way again. Speaking of Christmas, this fits perfectly. <laughs> I to get one of these. <laughs> My dad, someone's asking a question about this, so I All guess right. I'm going to get us there. My dad took me to see Michael Jordan play against the Atlanta Hawks Ooh. in a playoff game. Nice. And now as an adult, when I think about how often my dad took one of his daughters instead of one of his friends to sporting events, I'm like, that's so cool. Because he could have picked friends. And you're the same way with your girls where you just took one of your girls to the beach for the weekend. I did. One of our questions that came in from Kennedy in Washington is what is your favorite part of fatherhood? Because I see you do it so well and love your girls so well. Thank you. That means so much to me. Um, I love that story about your dad. No offense to anybody else in this world, but like, it's hard for me to find anybody that I want to be with more than my wife and my girls. And one of the things that I wrote about in the book is um, about Matthew chapter 25. And it's funny. So I've had like in the career of a musician and probably for an author, like you want to get a best-selling book as a podcast, there's milestones as a songwriter or an artist, you want a number one song. Yeah. In the life of a recording artist, you know, I've always had these internal like measures of success that I really never vocalized yeah. before maybe now. But like weird stuff like I'll know I've arrived and I'm not a one hit wonder when the label wants me to make a Christmas album. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. But I always thought that. And then You're when like, I made one, yeah. and guess what? When I made one, I still felt like, oh, I it could know. end at any minute. So I then know. it was like, well, what if someday I they want me to make a greatest hits album? Because that means I had hits, hits plural. <laughs> right. And so I remember when they called and they're like, we want you to make yeah. a greatest hits album. And I was like, this was the moment. That yeah, was the measure. Yeah. Why do I still feel like a loser? Right? Yeah, right. But I started to think about like how, and I actually, I wrote a song about this Yeah. because I got a phone call on a Monday morning that my song truth be told was number one. Yes. And that Monday morning phone call has always been a dream. Like anytime I got that call, it's like, Oh, I can't wait for that call. So I don't know the music world. Well, Monday that's morning. when it happens. Monday mornings is when you know the charts from the week before. Yes. And okay. your record label calls you, or maybe yes. it's a FaceTime call. Yes. And it's like, here it is. You've got been the number waiting. one. Yeah. And then there's that letdown because what you thought would make you feel validated, Dude. shocker, it's not what you thought. It doesn't. You know I what know. that feeling is, right? Oh, I, we had this conversation today at work where I said, what do I want? We can't even identify why I'm having this feeling because there isn't even an answer to what I want. Even if I got the thing I think I want, it's it wouldn't not be enough. Gonna, right. Yes. And so I say all that Brutal. to say is because during the writing of this book, I kept coming back to this thought that I have a feeling when I get to heaven, God's idea of my greatest hits and your greatest hits and Mm -hmm. everybody's greatest hits will be vastly different than the ones that we were trying to accumulate. Yours are Lulu and Delaney. 
Right, exactly. Right, right. So I have a song. I have a song that I wrote that I'm going to put on my record. Oh, good. Should I play it? it it's not out yes. yet. Yes. Can I play a little bit? If it's not out, should I? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, just do. Could you do the chorus? Could you say the yes. chorus to us? Can or I you do could that? sing it. Okay, so here I'm just going to break the rules here. So. Oh, hello, exclusive. Is so, everyone losing it? Because I'm losing it. You're about to play a song we have never heard. Yeah, it says. Okay. Uh, Ever since I can remember, I've been chasing this dream. Every song, every tour, making sure the world remembers me. Trying to get to number one, feeling empty when I do. But I feel just like a legend when I'm standing next to you. Because I used to think that famous meant the roar of a crowd. But now the music to my ears is the laughter in this house. When my songs are sung and my days are done, may it all come back to this. You go down in history as my greatest hits. So that's the song. And I wrote that during the pandemic. That That just makes me teary. That is so beautiful. But like that's the idea Uh, of like Matthew 25. It's like, you know, I was thirsty you gave me something to drink right. i was hungry you gave me food i was na- like the idea of like what we've done for the least of these or the way that we've loved our family yeah. like and yet here i am waiting for a monday morning phone call That's right like so i don't know that might be my favorite song that i've ever gotten to write that's so good because it, i don't know that it could be more honest yeah. than how i feel yeah and what's crazy is like this book a lot of times my songs inspire my books yeah hence the name the god who stays yeah. but this book has actually inspired songs more songs yes yeah writing the book has unlocked different things yeah maybe at the end i'll play a song called me on your mind yeah but a lot of it came out of the process of writing this book of like god is with me that means he's mindful of me. One of my yeah. favorite themes throughout the book is in Genesis where it says God went looking for Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Yeah. And that idea of like to go for a walk with them or yeah. like was that a daily thing? Right. Like the idea that he wanted to be with them, right? And they hid. And I yeah. thought, how many times do I hide? Oh, my gosh. How many times do I, I deny the invite to go for a walk with God? And so I, I really talk a lot about that in this yeah. book about like realizing that he likes me. He doesn't yes. just love me. Yes. There's a part of the book called There's Like in the Love. Yeah. And I've said it from the stage a couple times, like to the audience, I want you to soak this up. God doesn't just love you. He likes you. Mm-hmm. And I could hear like a gasp from yeah. the crowd. Not like I said something inappropriate, but like they needed to hear that as much as yeah. I did. Yeah. It's like, who do, who do you go on a walk with? Yeah. Someone that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly During the pandemic, right. I took yeah. a lot of walks with my family. Yeah. With my wife. Yeah. And I thought about that, like the God who stays with me, the God who walks with me. Right. And he talks with me and he tells me I am his own, just like the that old hymn. Song. That song. That hymn. Listen. Also, I know that you know this, but I forget it until I'm sitting with you. Your singing voice is so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know that's your whole career. But then you sit here and sing in front of me. I'm like, 
he is such a good singer. Oh, I just spend so much more time talking to you see. than I do hearing you sing. Does your sheet stage? say you're supposed to compliment? No, I'm just telling you the whole truth. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, Matthew is a very good singer. Am I blushing? Am I blushing on the camera? Or I, get out of here. Um, okay, here's a great question from Anna. By the way, Texas. you've made my job harder because now I have to have look to for that page. But it's going to be worth it because when people get these in their house, they're going to be like, it's better. I know. That I know what page to look for because Annie told him. Um, right. Anna in Texas, what is something you wish you'd have known when you were 25? I Ooh. love this question. Can when we, I was 25? Can you give me that pile because so now we've really – Last year. Last year. What do you wish you'd have known last, last year, year when you were 25? Gosh. You're doing great. You've only got one more pile to go. we got a few more minutes Honestly, together. So this I, is working I out I kind of feel like it's what I just shared. Yeah. One of the big things that I wrote about in the book is the importance of – this is not just a book – soaking up how God stays with us. It's a book reminding hopefully anybody who reads it of what kind of people he calls us to be. Yeah. To And so I, I wrote in the book about the importance of championing other people. Yes. Which is something that I'm thankful, like you being here, say, you do that the way you champion too. me though is like, is really a special thing. And I think I've spent a lot of time in my career, like pushing my own rock to the top of the hill. And I've gotten so much fulfillment in recent years realizing like that life gets good when you become a character in somebody else's story. Yeah. Stop trying to always focus on being the main character in your own. Okay, but don't you think it's like so natural for us to spend our 20s going after our own? I think so. Right? I think that I, yeah, so maybe there's that's the challenge, for that. right? Because and we wouldn't be there. We wouldn't be where we've gotten. We can't working. pull people up until we get up. <laughs> Right. And so it's this, it's this catch 22. Yeah. Like, I want to hustle for the thing I'm called to do. How do we learn how to hustle and hold hands? Right. How do we go hard after the thing we're called to and bring other people along? Well, what do they say about like thinking of yourself less? Like, yeah, humility is not, not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking, thinking of, of yourself, yourself less. less. We should have written that. That's a good quote. <laughs> we that quote Matthew West, wrote, comma, Annie F. Downs. <laughs> it's like right. Michael Scott. Who yeah, like, yeah. He quotes it's people and it's then probably he probably like legit Mother Teresa. We're like, <laughs> we probably, probably said is. it. It's probably yeah, it's probably does. But like, I mean, I think there's that too. It's yeah. like it, maybe it's less about championing other people and their aspirations and just like Am I a jerk? Yeah. No, I <laughs> or think am I a nice, right, so, I mean, like how many bridges do I burn because right. I'm like blazing a trail on my own? And burning trails along the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Burning bridges, you know. Someone I don't told me that. a long time ago. I, so I've done this. My full-time job has been in this world for a decade. And so I'm still pretty new compared to a lot of y'all who've been doing this, like, for your lives. But a friend of mine said, every time you're jealous of someone else, share something they've made. Oh. And so anytime you see me. Share <laughs> about me? Like, yeah, it's because <laughs> I'm jealous. No. no. But I thought that is such a great way of like. Like be intentional. Yeah. Push the against opposite. It. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying. When you're saying championing others, which you're so good at. Nap you're better at it naturally than I am. Honestly, but. having the podcast has been a huge part of it. Isn't that. that cool? Yeah. Because like getting excited about somebody else that's created a book or yeah. is just living a unique story yes. like and being on the – I think as a recording artist, you can get fooled into thinking like, oh, the whole world wants to hear what I have to say because mm. everything I do is an interview. Yeah, They're asking right. me questions about right. me. I remember early in my career, I was a songwriter behind the scenes and I would be in the room with recording artists. Yeah. And some recording artists I was with, I could tell they were like in interview mode. Mm -hmm. Like they were never going to – Even act. with you. Oh, Even I would get done with a writing 
training session and they didn't ask me a single question about my life. Wow. And I always remember going like, if I'm ever in that situation, help me remember that moment and how yeah. that made me feel. Yeah. And then let me like push against that, which yes. I think is what you're talking yes, about. Yes, that's it. It is like we almost have to actively counteract what feels natural. Well, and an, another component of that on maybe even a deeper level, and I talk about this in the book, is how we can be the people who stay and not give up on other people too, yes. right? Like Gosh. I'm preaching to myself. I mean, in terms of like, sometimes relationships get messy and it's yeah. easier just to be like, yeah, we're good. You know, yeah. Dead to me. Wish you well. Yeah, dead to me. You know Peace, what I mean? dead like, to me. Move on. God loves you, but, yeah. you know, yeah. man, Get what does it look life. like to stay through right. messy situations right. the way that God stays with us? I'm a work in progress when it comes to that. Me too. Yeah. You know, I think you did a beautiful job of that in this book of being like, here's what I am learning, not here's what I've learned. Oh, right. So Which I love. there's a song of mine called Forgiveness. Uh-huh. And it says, Lord, show me how to love the unlovable. Show me how to reach the unreachable. Help me now to do the impossible forgiveness. I wanted to write this song for two years because I had a powerful story that was sent to me about a single mom uh -huh. whose daughter was killed by a drunk driver and her uh -huh. journey of forgiveness. Yeah. But for two years, every time I sat down to write the song, I felt like a hypocrite because it was a song about how, oh, you should forgive people uh -huh. who hurt you. I don't forgive the guy who cut me off this morning. Uh, right, right. Like, he's dead to me. Right, right. Not really, but but like I struggle with that. Right. So I felt like a hypocrite. Wow. So the only way I could honestly write it, two years later, a light bulb went off. How can you sing this song with honesty? Sing it as a prayer. Ask God to help you. Wow. And I thought, what if I approached my whole life that way? Yeah. What if I approach every song I write, yes. every book I write is going, not, hey, guys, Here's how you should do this because I am not the expert. Yeah. I'm exploring the human condition. Yes. I'm yes. exploring the process of a, right. a story that's still a very much a work in progress. Yeah. And maybe, like you said, what were you saying about uh, how can we hold hands instead of – Yeah, and hustle and hold hands. Yeah. yeah. So, like, maybe it's about holding hands and saying, like, let's figure this out together. Yes. Let's go to God's word together. Yeah. Let me show you what God's showing me. Yes. And so much of my ministry now is, like, Here's a devotion. Here's a book. Here's a song. And it's none of them are going to say, I figured it out. Yeah, that's now, right. Now, I have figured out he's the way, the truth, and the light. That's right. He will never leave us. And he will. I, there are things I know for certain. That's right. But as far as me living a certainly perfect life, that ain't possible. Nah, right. Know? It's one of the graces around the books we make and the records you mm. make of going like, if you know I'm in the middle of learning, then if you read this in five years and I've changed, great. I hope so. That's good. And it, and if people pick up your first six books and start reading through all your stuff, you go, yeah, I am different than that guy. But that guy was learning. Dang. And he was doing the best he can. Listen, I need to teach you something. Here's the next thing you need to learn. What? You always turn your... Um, See, you turn them out. So you people know you turn veteran. them out. Oh, um, my gosh. Last book. And then will you <laughs> sing us a song? I would love to. Yeah. Did I get to enough questions? I feel bad. Um, You want to blaze through? Yeah, let me answer a couple and then I'll sing a song. Okay. But these are like... Let's you go. gotta go. Okay. This is Lucas in Florida. Outside of writing and singing, what do you like to do? I like to record my podcast. <laughs> um, I like to go, I like to go hiking. I like to take yeah. my dogs for a walk. Yeah. And um, yeah, those Good. are some of my favorite things. Corinne in California. Hi, Corinne. Hi, um, who's a bucket list person you want to have on your podcast? Mine's Dolly. I want Dolly Parton. Dolly so Parton? Bad. I want Dolly Parton. So that bad. would be so cool. Who do you want? I don't know. Who should I get? What would be cool? Justin Timberlake. Just, or the Biebs. Oh, Justin Bieber, for sure. He just called My off the My daughters would freak Justin out. Justin Bieber, we need you. 
All we right. need to, here's who you need to talk to about it. Matthew West. Talk to Matthew West about it. Okay, we're going to do two more and then you'll sing to us. <laughs> I wrote yeah. a song that's not going to make the record, I don't think. Okay. But it's like, it's it's called My Hope. Yeah. And it has Justin Bieber's name in it. <laughs> Why? Was he your hope It talks about what my hope is not in. And it says like, my hope is not in a politician on TV trying to tell me what I can and I can't believe. No. My hope is in Jesus, right? It goes uh -huh. on, you know. My hope is not in a money that I got in the bank. Ain't going to find it, right? And then it says, my hope is in Jesus, right? And the second verse says, my hope is not in a preacher, even if he's hanging out with Justin Bieber. <laughs> my hope is in Jesus. That's probably a good reason why it's not going to make that. It's not very good. It's a great song. And Biebs, we would love for you, you to like, talk about it. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What's a Bible verse or a characteristic of God? This is from Ethan in Kentucky that you cling to in times of hurt or betrayal? What do you know about God when you're, when you've been hurt, when you've been betrayed? I mean, we talked a little bit about it in the forgiveness conversation, but do you have a scripture or is there like a characteristic of God that you think about? Well, what just came to mind is not scripture, but it's like, so when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with right. my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Yeah. Like that idea, song, yeah. which I know is not scripture, but like the idea that, I have this injustice trigger. Yeah. I don't know what number that makes me or whatever. <laughs> it just makes you human. But like, like when I think somebody's doing wrong, like I just want to step in and fight like yeah. for, for the right thing. Yeah. And I think I'm like vindicated in that. Yeah. But like sometimes I have to learn when to like, like I was in my neighborhood one time and I, I pulled my car up to the front of my house and this lady was screaming mm -hmm. and she says, stop that man. He's stealing packages. From my front porch, uh -uh. he's pretending to be a UPS driver. <gasps> and I said, I became super. I was like, yes, yes ma'am. Yeah. I'm going to do this. This probably be in my next book. Yeah. And so I raced off and sped off and found this guy. Yeah. And I pulled my car in the middle of the road to no. block him. And I stopped him. And I went and confronted this guy who was dressed as a UPS driver, yeah. stealing packages at right. Christmas time. Right. And he said, can I help you? I said, I need to see your ID. <laughs> and I started fighting, right? I was like, you're stealing packages. Yeah. I'll call the police. They're on their way. And the guy started getting agitated with me. And he had a partner in crime. I can't believe I'm telling you this story. This is great. So I said, you show me your ID. He's like, no. He drives off, gets around me on the, like goes up on the curb and drives away. I call my wife. I said, you're not going to believe right. this. And she said, what do you look like? I described it. She's like, you idiot. He's the supervisor at UPS. Oh my god! <laughs> he wasn't stealing packages. He was, he was getting it done. He was he was fixing packages oh, that had been delivered at the wrong you. address. And I was like a freedom fighter in yeah, that moment, right? Yeah. And then I saw him like a couple months later. I was like, "Hey, man!" Because the police wrong, caught him, sorry. and they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> they're like, "He's legit." So that's just a good example of like this is what happens when we think it's up to us yes. to go and fight. You know, yeah. now it's one thing you've got to stand up for injustice That's in the right. real world. That's right. But maybe it's not up to you to chase down the UPS. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's finding that line, right? That's such a that weird does, story. No, that is a Can great story. Can you believe story. I did that? Yes. It's great. It's good. And it's also because you have all women in your house and you're a protector. And no, that, you're just yeah. like a natural protector. Now even that as I think a friend, about it, that was very that noble of me. It was, you know what? That was noble. <laughs> was that there was one more noble. question? Or no, that's it. I want you to sing to us. All right. And then we'll let everybody go have their evenings. But this has been so fun. Thank you.
This it, has been what a, a great way to celebrate the God who stays. What, what a great book. We, before I sing, will you tell everybody, because you're an expert in celebration with your book, that sounds fun. Yes. Your devotional chase the fun. Yeah. Why is it important to celebrate? Because I struggle with it. If we don't celebrate, it is always hard. We can't control when the hard comes to, into our lives, when the challenges come. We can absolutely control when we celebrate in the midst of it. It's joy and suffering. It's holding them both. I never get to pick my suffering. I always get to pick my joy. And so we have to pick it. We have to pick it in the equal, the way that a broken world and an enemy that's coming against us wants us to hurt. We got to pick the joy. And so we got to celebrate. You did this. This was obedience to God. So let's celebrate that, that we get to say, we get to hold a book and buy a book that is you being obedient to God of what he asked you to do. And that's worth celebrating. Well, I'm thinking this as like the message of the God who stays is a celebratory message that I cannot control what lies ahead, Yes, but knowing who's with me through it, like if that's not a reason to celebrate and so let, let us celebrate. And I hope this time has encouraged you guys and seriously, in all honesty, thank you just so much for letting, whether it's my songs or my books be a part of your life. Um, when they get to step into your story, I don't take that lightly. So wherever this book finds you in your story, I hope this is a chapter by chapter reminder for you, maybe in a much needed way as it was for me, that he is with you. He doesn't give up on you. He doesn't turn and walk away. Even if the whole world walks away, as the song says, he is the God who stays. And ultimately, uh, he's on a mission to lead you and me home with him where we will stay with him for all eternity. Amen. Amen. You're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction. When the whole world walks away, you're the God who stands with wide open arms. And you tell me nothing I have ever done could separate my heart from the God who stays. Oh, my shame, I can't separate my guilt can't separate my past can't separate i'm yours forever my sin can't separate my scars they can't separate my failures can't separate i'm yours forever no enemy can separate no power of hell can take away your love for me will never change I'm yours forever. You're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction. When the whole world walks away, you're the God who stands with wide open arms. And you tell me nothing I've ever done. Cause separating my heart from the God who stays. Thank you, Annie. That's it. Thanks for celebrating with me. I'm cheering for you, my friend. Thank you guys for joining us. Remember, if you want to get one of these autographed copies, there are this many and some oh, more. Wait. Thank you. And I signed the right page. That's right. Thanks it's premiercollectibles.com slash stays, or you can click the link that you see right there on your screen. Thanks for joining us, friends. Congrats, Matthew. Thanks, y'all. The God who stays. I used to hide 
Every time I thought I let you down, always thought I had to earn my way. But I'm learning you don't work that way. No. Cause somehow you don't see me like I do. Somehow you're still here. You're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction. When the whole world walks away, you're the God who stands with a wide. TheGodWhoStays.com. If you're looking for a place to find the book, go to TheGodWhoStays.com. There you can unlock some really cool bonuses, a chapter-by-chapter tour guide with myself, yours truly. So uh, be sure to go check that out. And um, hey, thank you so much for the support. This is an exciting time. Uh, This book means a lot to me. These stories are the story of my life, the story of people's lives that I've uh, encountered along the way. And I just uh, am praying and believing that God will use this book to strengthen your faith and remind you that whatever it is you're facing right now, you are not going through it alone. So thank you so much. Also, a little Easter egg coming your way here. Brand new song might be arriving soon. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I always end it by saying something, the same something. And I say, remember, it's your story for his glory. Well, get ready, my friends, because Friday, I got a little special something coming your way, and I think it might sound familiar to the Matthew West Podcast listeners. That's all I'm going to say. You guys are the best. Love you. It's your story for his glory. See you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do.